This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Daniel Bourne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the time, as always. Now, a little inside podcasting for the listener. Danny is my cousin. Oh, I just already did it. I called him Danny. Only three people in the world call him Danny. Everybody else calls him Daniel. So Danny, Daniel Bourne. Uh, he's a cousin of mine, but more than that, he's a geek. Uh, an IT geek. He likes all computers. And we're going to get into a lot of the stuff today on the show. But Danny, what do you, I want to call you Danny. I can't call you Daniel. I've been knowing you my entire life. I can't call you Daniel. It's just weird. So Danny, what do you do for your day job? For my day job, I am a senior applications engineer for a company called Constellation Brands, which manufactures alcoholic beverages. I design the software solutions that deal with master data management. Okay. So all that nerdy stuff, all that nerdy stuff. As a matter of fact, we just got off of a big project where we implemented a whole new architecture for the uh, master data management at our, at our uh, company. So yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Excellent. Well, last week we had a very interesting call. You and I jump on a zoom every once in a while and just catch up. And I learned some things from you last week and I want to share it with my audience because Many people listen to my show are entrepreneurs, and I did not know what you share with me. Now, a little backstory. I hate Chrome. I hate Google. And, and you gave me a suggestion, which, by the way, is working splendidly now that I know that Google did not create the base operating system of Chrome. So why don't you share with our listeners what you shared with me last week? Because I found it absolutely fascinating. I've played around with this idea for quite some time. and. You had mentioned to me on our last call that you're trying to uh, de-Googlefy yourself to a certain <laughs> extent, which is not the first time I've heard that. And it's it's a very good plan because things like Google and Facebook and Twitter and all these companies, they're all businesses, right? They're all corporately controlled entities and they all track your data. Anytime you get anything for free, nothing is really free, right? That's really the bottom line. So the issue is, is that to get all these free services, even like someone for you who's paying for the Google business stuff, they're still tracking everything that you're doing through the browsers, through the Facebook apps, through all of these apps that you install on your phone. So the more you can mitigate that, if you care about privacy, and that's the big contention, right? There are people who are totally okay with giving up privacy for the convenience. There are people who go way the other way. And want to just like go live in the woods and not deal with technology at all. And then there's a, a, a growing group of people that want to live in the middle where they want to have control of their data and they look for solutions that let them have that kind of control. And what we were talking about before is Chrome is actually based off of an open source solution called Chromium. So Chromium is the actual browser that it's an open source browser so that means the code is open. You can go on GitHub and actually look at the source code for the browser. So anyone who has any kind of technical background can actually vet it, can see what it's doing. It doesn't have any of the Google tracking stuff in it at that point. Then what Google does is it takes this Chromium open source browser code, which is the reason it's open source is because they make it freely available for anybody to like grab and then repackage basically. And they put in their Google bits and they call it Chrome and they add some other whiz bang to it. And then it comes out as Chrome. Well, other 
operations do this too. And one of the ones that I've been using for a while is one called Brave. That's the one that I put you onto. It takes the same Chromium backend, which is the same engine. So all the things that work in Chrome will work in Brave, but it strips out all of the tracking. And as a matter of fact, it even gives you very cool, this is what we've blocked. Yes. And I know you had made mention in our, in our, in our telegram chats about, wow, I'm like three days in and already like 2,200 thing <laughs> trackers blocked. Like it's amazing when you actually see the numbers of what's would have been tracked. It's actually kind of scary when you actually start looking at it, but that's, that's kind of the long and short of it. So Chromium open source, other places can take it and run with it. Brave is a really good example of one that really basically wants to give you your privacy back. They want you to have control. They don't want to track you. They don't want to sell your data, anything like that. So I've been using Brave on my machines here at home and even at the office probably for the last six months to a year, maybe so. Wow. Well, one thing I, the only problem I ran into with Brave is I use HubSpot, which integrates with my Gmail and I couldn't get to my templates on HubSpot. And I'm like, well, this stinks. I didn't want to, you know, because I deleted Chrome from my, my Mac at that point. And I said, I clicked on the little Brave icon in the corner, and you can bring the shields down. And as soon as you bring the yeah. shields down, then you can access your other parts that go on the, the website. Yeah. So now what I do, and I have to send an email that has to integrate with HubSpot, what I do is I shields down, send the email, put the shields right back up. I am stunned at because Brave will actually tell you if you click on that little shield, It'll tell you how many trackers are going in and out of that, that particular website. Some of them are one or two, and some of them are like 17, 18, 19. And of course, you're like, where are, you know, where do these go from that point? So they're going out to these 10 companies, but where do they go from there and from there and from there? It's just an endless sea. And I think people, I, I don't want to say the sky is falling, but you need to wake up and realize uh, if you ever seen the movie, the documentary, The Social Dilemma. There's a line in the movie that really disturbs me. And it says what you already alluded to it earlier. If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And even if you are paying for the product, like I'm paying for Google workspace or business, I'm still part of the problem because you don't have to have Google in your life. I've seen a couple of videos on YouTube recently. How do you live without Google? How do you live without Facebook? How do you live without Instagram? How do you live without these companies who are tracking you? It is possible, but unfortunately everyone loves Chrome. And I've actually, since we talked, I've actually talked to several people and they say, well, I use Chrome because it integrates with everything. I said, you know, you could use Brave too. And they're like, what's Brave? So I tell them. And so I get these people going to Brave and go, oh my gosh, number one, it's faster because it's not bloated with all these trackers and it blocks all this information. So I think privacy is a pretty big deal. It is. It is. And I, I had started down this road quite some time ago because just for the sheer fact that when you start going down the rabbit hole and seeing what these companies are doing and what they're tracking about you, a simple example is you go to a place like Facebook and Facebook is, can be, can be pretty egregious about it, right? So Facebook is not only tracking you when you're on Facebook, if you're not blocking things and you're logged into your Facebook account and you just close the tab or you're using the app on your phone, they actually have ways to track you when you visit other f- sites, even if you're not actively on Facebook, right? And what actually got me thinking about it is I'm wandering the web and I'm seeing ads pop up and I'm seeing ads pop up on some sites that I've been to that are things that I searched for in like Amazon or 
a conversation that I had with somebody on a Facebook or maybe something that I retweeted in Twitter, right, about a product that I had used, right? And I start seeing these ads for products that are related to these kind of things. And one of the guys that I used to work with had this really odd thing happen where he had gotten some of the Alexa Echoes Mm -hmm. for a gift a few years ago. And that's, they're not supposed to, they're only supposed to listen for their name, right? Now there's obviously been uh, news reports that have come out that says it's listening all the time and it's keeping like, originally it was like a 60 second loop, but it's like a continuous 60 second loop because it's, it's always pinging out to the internet to listen for Alexa, right? Hey, Alexa, same thing with Google and, and Siri, right? The problem with Alexa is he said he was having a private conversation with his, with his wife about a certain product. And they had never done any internet searches for this product. All they were doing was having a conversation for it in the, about it in their living room. And the next day, he started seeing ads for this particular product show up <laughs> in Amazon and on web pages. Wow. And he actually showed me screenshots of the ads. And he's like, Dan, I'm telling you, nobody in the family actually went and did anything with this particular product, like online. Like nobody searched it. We weren't pulling it up on our phones. We were simply having a conversation about it. And I, you know, I started looking into it and it's just, it's just, it's amazing to me. It's like, it's amazing to me how they, how they track what you're doing. Hey there, it's Mark. And I want to invite you to become a Mark Stucheski insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com. It, it's pretty scary. I mean, everybody probably knows who Edward Snowden is. He is the NSA whistleblower. You know, there's more that's going on than I think people realize. And look at, I think privacy in 2021 is a joke, unless, like you said earlier, you go off the grid and go live out in the in the woods someplace. But there are things you can do, like switching from Chrome to Brave. There are simple things you can do. Um, I wouldn't have the Facebook app on your phone. I wouldn't have Instagram on your phone. Or if you want to go live on Facebook, this is what I do. Download the app go live. And when you're done, delete it because Facebook is always tracking you and people need to be aware that you think your conversation is encrypted. And it's really not. For example, uh, Facebook just combined Facebook messenger and Instagram messenger. Well, now they want to combine WhatsApp. Well, WhatsApp used to be end-to-end encryption, and I think what's going to happen, because the founders of Instagram have left, the founders of WhatsApp have left, and I think what's going to happen is they're going to merge it into one one uh, uh, messenger, and it's not going to be encrypted. So use Telegram, use Signal, use Dust, use iMessage, because if you really want your stuff, your conversation secure, you've got to go to a fully encrypted messenger. Honestly, Mark, there's a, there's a lot of people that will make the case that says, well, What's the big deal with privacy? Like, why do you want your stuff encrypted? What's the point? Doesn't that mean that somebody's hiding something, right? That's like the biggest argument I've had with, with people on the internet that that are totally okay with this and don't really see a problem with it. Like, well, why do you why do you have to have things encrypted? Why, what are you trying to hide something? And the point is, is that, I, no, I'm not really trying to hide something, but there are conversations, there are messenger conversations, there are voice conversations, there are there are things that I want to talk about with people that not everybody needs to know, right? Like when did we get to a point where we where 
as a general rule, we feel like it's okay for there to be no division between the private self in the house and the public self that's outside. And I'm not saying that that division has to be huge and you have, you're a completely different person that you are at home than you are away, but you wouldn't go to the bathroom in public, would you? That's a pretty private thing. But think about it. People are now having cameras all throughout their house and they have these recording devices throughout their house and they have like ring cameras and they have the Amazon echoes and they have all these other devices that are listening all the time. Your phone will be listening all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally listening to you all the time. So, and this is all getting recorded, like, because it has to be, right? For these companies to make any money and give you these products for free, it has to be recording this stuff so it can, it's not, there's there's not enough bandwidth to fa- and, and it's not fast enough to churn through it all in real time, mm-hmm. right? So they record it so they can churn through it when they need to. Yep. There was a story that I read probably a couple years ago about, and Edward Snowden uh, talked a lot about this in some of his um, works that he put out, some of the stuff that he leaked out, but I think it's probably even in his book. I haven't read his book yet, but the government, the U.S. government has a project called Project Prism. And a lot of people may have heard it in passing in the news, but basically what it does is the National Security Agency basically has a rotating three-day snapshot of the entire internet. Wow. If you can imagine that. <laughs> like, they're literally capturing everything on the internet and churning it every three days. That's how big it is, so they can only hold three days. But, like, they went through the story that I saw, and this is an old. This is a story where they've released what they're willing to release, right? So it's like, you know, the technology has moved on. But what they were showing is that they have these massive underground facilities with these servers that run so hot that the only cost-effective way they could do it is these massive cold water pipes that they run underground. Wow. Right? So, I mean, all of this stuff's being tracked. We've heard the stories about Google wanting to try to do the, um, I don't think it went anywhere, but they wanted to try to do like data centers on airplanes, to rotate around. But I mean, you wonder, you wonder at what point, like, where do we put the brakes on? That's my whole, that's my whole thing. Like technology is a great thing. and It's a fun thing. And I'm in technology. So I think it's a wonderful thing. And it's, it's brought us a lot of, brought us a lot of comforts. It's brought us a lot of advancements. It's fun to play with, but there's a line from a dress from the movie Jurassic park of all things. The Dr. Malcolm, played by Ian Goldblum. And I always come back to this because it's always poignant at this because it works for any kind of progress. They're having the conversation at the table about whether or not the park's a good idea, whether or not this gene therapy on the dinosaurs is a good idea, and it applies to today. And he says, scientists are so concerned with whether or not they can, they never stop to think whether they should. (laughs) And it goes the same thing for AI. Like, at what point do we say, maybe we should put the brakes on some of this stuff and actually think about the long-term implications of doing some of these? You know, it's interesting you mentioned AI. When Elon Musk says, we should stop and think about this AI, this guy's a very brilliant man. He has got a brain like, I'd love to see his brain after he dies. But he says, look, it's too late the horse is already on the barn and I don't know where AI is going. Elon Musk doesn't know where AI is going. 
And I think what we're going to find out in the next couple of years is how much damage is going to cause because some people, they post anything they want on social media. They don't care. And now I'm hearing that companies now do internet searches to see if you are bashing a certain political candidate or if you have certain political views and they just say, yeah, you don't, you're not a fit for this. So you gotta be careful what you put on the internet. Be very careful what you're putting out in the internet. I'm a public person, so I don't talk about anything controversial on my podcast or on social media because I don't want it to come out and bite me in the butt down the road. Um, we're talking about secure messengers. I mean, I will send a password via iMessage or Telegram or Signal because I know they're encrypted. I would never do it for Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or any of those other things. It's got to be encrypted from end to end. So, Dan, I'll give you last words on this subject. I just think it's important for people to at least look at it. If you if you deem for yourself that the privacy isn't the the give up of privacy is if what you gain from being all in on these technologies for you personally outweighs the privacy issues, then it's okay to make that choice. What I want people to do is to at least take the time to investigate it and see what they're doing so that you can make a conscientious and informed decision about it. You're not just kind of like going along to go along. If you look into it and you you go through all of it and it really doesn't bother you all that much and you say, you know, I see they're tracking all this stuff, but it really doesn't bother me and I'm okay letting them track all this stuff. Well, then at least you can say you've made an informed decision. Yeah. But at least at least do your homework to make the informed decision. That's that that's and realize that there are other solutions out there if you decide that you want to back away from some of that stuff. And you don't have to back away from everything. You you don't have to totally abandon some of these products. There are there are we could go on for forever on this, but there are, there are also ways to use Facebook you know like in a like in a containerized environment so that like it doesn't talk to other stuff and like there's all different kinds of ways and you can find all that kind of stuff if you just do some you know, spend 10 minutes of internet searching. There's lots of really smart people out there that have already figured out a lot of this because they are very conscious about it. Penetration testers are some of the smartest people on the planet. They get paid to break into people's corporations. You know, they get paid money to break in and hack. They're the ones that see all of this stuff, mm. right? And a lot of them have, have come up with legitimate articles and stuff as to how to get back yourself off of it. So, just do your homework. That's my, I guess that's the big takeaway. Do your homework and make an informed decision. I love it. Well, Danny, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure. We've known each other for years. It's so such an honor to have you on the show. Oh, this was a blast. Uh, anytime, Mark. I appreciate the time and have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.